Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Triathlete Podcast, where we bring to you the stories of personal fitness from people around the world. Today, I have a very exciting guest on the show, Stephen Pike. Stephen and I met recently at a networking event, and I found out that he has a really interesting triathlon story to share with us. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the show and share with you all what, what he's been through. Stephen, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Yeah, thanks, Ram. Uh, yeah, nice to be on the podcast and uh, nice to be talking about uh, one of what I would consider my big personal challenges. So, uh, you know, just happy to share any insights I have. And uh, if even one person finds this valuable, I will be a happy guy. Awesome. So one of the things that Stephen mentioned to me when I was asking about the podcast was that he has a lot of interesting nuggets to share with, with people and would love to share them with everybody today. So, Steve, you know, the floor is yours today. Uh, feel free to share whatever you can with folks who you know might benefit from hearing it. So why don't we start by getting right in? Uh, what's your background and what's your interesting uh, triathlon story? Yeah, so I mean, I'd say my background is like I'm typically more fit than people think I am, but I'm by <laughs> no means athletic and in good physical shape, seemingly. Uh, so that context is like, I've, you know, grew up playing soccer. I, uh, been a long, been a cyclist for a long time. Uh, but then I always had sort of this, like, I, you know, idea that's like, am I capable of that? Am I capable of doing a triathlon and what would it actually take? So, uh, I finally got around to signing up for one this year. I had actually signed up for a couple, like one in the pandemic year, then, after that and those got canceled so this was like the first year i actually was able to um you know actually train and do one that's fantastic uh and steve's being really modest here in terms of how he's people think he's not that fit so we'll hear a bit more about that later but yeah cool which was the which was the <laughs> event that you signed up for and what motivated yeah. you uh, yeah, so I signed up for a half Ironman and it was one that was held in Sweet Home, Oregon, which is like in the middle of the, I don't know, middle of the state. And then uh, one of the things I was able to do that with one of my college buddies who lives outside Portland. So it's good to kind of have, a, I don't know, an, account an accountability partner or at least someone to like check in and make sure that I'm doing the things that I said I'd be doing. So we have, you know, a, a fun race. So that was, that was fun to do it with someone else too. Got it. And were you like actively doing marathons or cycling things before that? Or, I mean, I, uh, cycling has been a thing for me. Like I've done the Seattle, the Portland ride and uh, Seattle, the Vancouver. So at least just that leg, uh, if, you know, I feel comfortable doing that, but no, nothing else. I've never ran. I never ran ran a half marathon before I started tra training. Uh, I never swam more than like five lengths of the pool. I tried like a couple years ago when I was getting ready for the one that got canceled and literally like a lap in. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to complete this. I'm huffing and puffing and like just struggling to get to the end of the pool. Oh, man. I actually registered for the Seattle to Vancouver uh, Facebook group uh, in hopes that I might be able to train for it next year. Yeah, uh, I'll have to see how it all goes because I've signed up for an Olympic in, in August, Olympic trying August. So yeah, cool. I don't know how my body's going to respond, but yeah, I'll probably look to you for some tips. So, yeah, wow, so, so yeah, how much in advance of your uh, event did you actually sign up? So I, I was, this whole this all came about because I was down in Portland visiting my friend in May 
he was like, hey, I'm going to do this. And I basically invited myself and said, hey, I'm going to do this with you as well. Uh, so in May, like mid-May, I basically like mentally committed, but I didn't actually start training till like first, second week of June. And the triathlon was September 9th. So that sounds like a short period of time. But one of the things I learned, and this is probably just my own you know, personal thing, is I can't give myself too much time. So like this forced me to basically come up with a good plan and be like, well, if I don't execute on this every single day, I'm not going to meet it. Like I'm just going to fail. So that at least for me was helpful. Interesting. So, you know, funny that that you mentioned September 9th, because that was actually the day I did my first triathlon sprint. Oh, right. So it just happens to be that we were killing ourselves in different parts of the country, but, uh, you know, (laughs) that's a funny coincidence. Good to know Um, someone else was in pain elsewhere. Oh, yeah, man. And in fact, my timeline was very similar to yours. I signed up for mine in like middle of June. So I guess a little later, uh, and I was only doing a sprint, so it didn't require as much training. And I started training like last week of June. So yeah, fairly similar, uh, similar story. Yeah. So let's start with, uh, you know, what was the most challenging aspect of, uh, how did you do a training plan firstly? Yeah. So I don't know if it's the best recommendation. One of my uh, buddies, he has done sort of like longer, like ultra marathons and stuff. And his advice was, well, whatever you can do in a week, you can do in a day. I said, okay, that's interesting. So I mentally planned out, like, as long as through the week, I could literally do a half Ironman as like the the week's worth of training, I'd be fine. So interesting. That's probably not the best recommendation everyone for for everyone i know there's lots of plans but my thing was like as long as i'm doing something every day and it i basically tried to balance like at least three swims most most of the weeks four swims because that was like the hardest part for me uh and then a little bit of a balance on bike and run and not pushing myself too hard on those because biking i felt comfortable with but the long run was also a concern yeah and what distance did you do again uh uh half ironman so the you did the half 70.3 so oh, uh, wow 1.2 swim 56 mile bike and then a half marathon that's incredible man man you said so saying this, out, <laughs> say, saying this out loud right now i go oh yeah you know that's actually a pretty good accomplishment i mean you're half an iron man you're like half a superhero <laughs> man so yeah, that counts well, for something yeah <laughs> <laughs> got it so so let's start with uh, swim um you said that yeah. was the toughest part for you how did you plan to train for it and did you ever felt like yeah. giving up yeah uh yeah on the swim i'll get to the point of giving up in a second but the swimming piece i just committed to like going to you know a athletic club that had a pool signed up literally signed up for membership specifically for the pool made sure that I could reserve specific lanes at specific, you know, times of the week so I could swim and then literally just went and forced myself to go and not knowing much about, you know, the right mechanics for swimming. I watched a ton of YouTube videos. Yeah. There's probably a three to four week history in uh, for me on youtube which is just like all of these swimming videos i can't remember the actual like channel right now but there's basically a guy in australia that gives a yeah. bunch of great effortless swim. swimming effortless swimming. yeah, that's yeah. The one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know uh i think 
for his, I guess his, no, I can't remember. I actually found this guy really helpful. Terrence, oh, yeah. uh, triathlon, Terrence, sorry, tri- triathlon, Terrence. Uh, uh, he's the Kanish. guy in Vancouver or something, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in Canada. Yeah. So yeah. I've been watching a ton of his videos oh, okay, too. Great. Yeah, yeah so. so those were that that was definitely helpful. I mean, yeah. just to like, and again, it's hard to get like sort of the mental understanding of the mechanics and then the actual understanding of like how your body works to make that feel like you're swimming yeah. uh, at, a, at, at a better rate. I'd say this is part because I'm sort of a data person, but I literally tracked every, every single swim. I've got a spreadsheet at home that's basically like, you know, my distance, how much time I swim. And then uh, even in like, the you know, Apple Watch or whatever, it's got a different metric for like how efficient you are. I don't know. Again, I don't know how accurate that is. But just being able to track that and see a little bit of progress was like life giving because yeah. when you're swimming and feeling like you're not moving quickly at all to at least go back and be like, okay, well, at least I was like 10 seconds faster on average per lap. It didn't feel like it, but I guess it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question, which is what kind of gear did you use? Uh, specifically for swimming or for yeah. anything? Yeah. I mean, for everything, but swimming to start with maybe. Yeah. yeah I mean, swimming, I just had basic cheapest swim yeah. shorts you could buy yeah uh, one thing i will say and my biggest mistake was using that uh pole buoy oh yeah there's like buoy. a little yeah. buoy that goes between your legs yeah, yeah, yeah well that's good to 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 i guess get the sensation of swimming smoothly yeah it's not good for legitimate training mm-hmm. so like I was essentially like over optimizing for like, oh, I, I swam like 1400 yards today. But in reality, I probably only swam like 900. So this goes to the, I would say, biggest point of failure is I did an Olympic triathlon in the beginning of August to make sure that I could do this and not freak out before mm-hmm. the bigger event, which was that was uh, one of the smarter decisions I made. But in that event, I mean, exact thing that they say that happens you know is like you get a like a couple a hundred yards in and you just panic not because there was like a bunch of people around but just because i was like oh man i'm doing this and i'm not doing it well and then i just freak so uh (laughs) this is not great advice but i did have a swim coach for one one lesson and she basically was like, well, you can always swim backstroke if everything fails. And so in that moment, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to finish this thing. If I can turn around on my back and swim for the rest of the thing, if needed, I'll at least complete it and then I'll be fine. And yeah, so I did that. (laughs) And, and, And I've never felt so much like a lost duck on water. Like, I'm sure I wasn't going straight. I know I was tacking, like, completely off course or whatever. But I did it. And so, like, that felt good in the sense it's like, okay, I got through that. That was literally the worst thing. I know it was embarrassing. Like, if you looked at me and <laughs> saw what was happening, you're like, this guy's a total joke. But I at least got through it, and it was fine. So, uh, if needed, use the backstroke. 
Interesting. Wow. So I actually went in with the, with the backstroke being the plan. So, okay. Yeah. So because I didn't even know how to swim myself, I was like, look, I know oh, I'm going to yeah. get tired. So when I get tired, I have my backstroke as my, as my safety. Because I guess for me, uh, calling out for help was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go. I was really hoping that I don't have to do that. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. when I, yeah, when I was uh, sort of really tired, I decided to go on my back and I mean, I was amongst the slowest in the pack. And yeah, me there too. Were people yeah. around me who were yeah who were really struggling and they did have to ask for help. So seeing them get help, I was like, okay, do I need help? Am I doing the right thing or not? And luckily, you know, the, yeah. the kayaks came and asked me if I needed help a couple of times, and I was able to sort of push through it. So yeah, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. Um, did you train in open water? Yeah, yeah. So that was another thing I was going to say is uh, I maybe did like three swims in open water beforehand. And I was very nervous about that, actually. Like, I got to the point in the pool where I was like, okay, I can at least go half the distance or whatever. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, all right, well, now I need to try someplace that's more open water. For me, that was totally disorienting. Like, I wasn't prepared for, like, just how different it was. You're in a pool. Obviously, the water's clear. You have a straight line on the bottom of the pool to help guide you. And for me, being out in the open water, at least where I was swimming, um, which had a, they, they had great buoys set up. There's a park in uh, Redmond, Idlewood Park, you probably know it. Um, but man, getting out there and actually doing that was, I, I'm glad I at least did it before the Olympic. But that's something that I basically did at least two times a week after that, because I was like, this is way more realistic than a pool. And number one, you get a, you know, feel better feel for the wetsuit, which helps you out. So that's great. And then just understanding like how to keep focused and your head down in the water and not freak out. And, you know, when you do breathe, make sure that you're spotting and can keep yourself on track. Like those things were just foreign from being in a pool. So yeah, yeah. highly, highly recommend doing yeah. that. Interesting. You mentioned Idlewood Park. Uh, I trained there quite a bit as well. So I think that's probably where you and I crossed paths because Maybe. Who you knows? were mentioning Green Lake a couple of times. So I used to do yeah. Idlewood like seven, eight in the mornings on Sunday. I don't know if that's the thing okay. you remember. Yeah, so. yeah, I think mainly I went on Saturdays, but it is the okay. spot. It's the hot yeah. spot. You know? Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful place yeah, in cool. Seattle. If anybody's here in Seattle, Idlewood Park's awesome. Um, cool. So let's get into the bike. I guess the biking you said is is uh, was a safe space for you, right? So yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I I felt fine on that. The one thing I will say that I had to learn uh, was just calorie management. Hmm. Like that was a whole nother thing. Was once I felt comfortable that I could like legitimately do the distance or each distance. It was okay. Well how do I make sure I'm comfortable? I can complete the distance. I have energy left over. And that all was like this idea of calorie consumption when you're on the bike. And that was like a little bit foreign. So getting that down was essential. There was, you know, people recommended like the scratch uh, mix. That's like a high calorie mix that goes in your water bottles. And then just making sure that like, I mean, I consume a lot of water. So it's the fact that I had, I bought actually extra sized water bottles to make sure that I had enough volume on the bike where it like wouldn't be concerned, you know, a, a concern after three hours. So that was all, I, I felt like that was too concerning too. Interesting. Yeah. So did you end up having to upgrade your bike or something uh, to no, get ready? I, or you were fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
No. I mean, I, again, I've been cycling for a while, so I have, okay. I have, I have a nice enough road bike. Nothing that is, you know, uh, of the, it's not a tri bike. It's not like this amazing thing, but it, Hey, it's, uh, it's light, smooth, goes fast. It's fine. Yep. Got it. Cool. So that's, the, that's the bike. And, uh, how about the run? Like you said, you hadn't done any half marathons or anything before this. So this was your first half marathon, basically. I mean, I ran some in training, but officially, okay. yeah. like I haven't signed up for an event or anything, but in training. Yeah. And that was one thing I've been, I've been, uh, basically exercising pretty much every day for a year. Quick mat track. I mean, I, in the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> I put on a decent amount of weight. So yeah. I was like, oh man, I got to get this down. So I'd been running and biking pretty much multiple times a week for a year. So I felt relatively comfortable, but I never then did longer distances. Mm-hmm. So then I finally got out and was like, okay, I did just, uh, you know, like a 10 mile run and like a half marathon on the weekends. Uh, you know, like once a month kind of thing to just make sure that I can do that distance and pace myself appropriately. Um, so yeah, that eventually became like, oh, I, I feel comfortable doing that. Like that's, you know, and all of this, just so you know, it's like a shock to me. It's like, oh, that distance is now comfortable when it used yeah. to be something I feared. So that was, I don't know, good yeah. learning. Nice to, yeah. you know, see that. But by no means that like, oh, this is easy now. Yeah. No, I, I hear you and I relate to that because I did my first full marathon last year and, you know, before doing that, I used to really struggle to do my half marathons, but then in the course of training for the full, you know, 13 miles came somewhere halfway through the training program and then I had to do like 14 and 15 and 16 and, I mean, I kind of struggled to get beyond 17, 18 in training, but 13 became like, okay, yeah, 13, 14, yeah. 15, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I can do that, just wake up and go do it now. Uh, I lost go, that man. training now, of course, but yeah, I think the mind kind of just adjusts yeah. to it after a while, so... That was pretty yeah. cool. Cool. So, well, I mean, is this a one and done for you? Are you going to, or are yeah. you going to go the full? Yeah. I don't think I'll go the full. That seems crazy. Yeah. But I'll definitely keep doing them. That's mm-hmm. the, all my buddies who have either gone through this before or, you know, done longer distance marathons and ultra marathons, whatever. They're like, you're going to get hooked. And I'm like, no way. Like, whatever. But, the reality is, is I think the answer is yes, because I look back and I go, okay, well, I did it and it was fine. And I met my time goal. But then I also was like, well, shoot, I didn't push myself that hard on the bike. If I only had three months of swim training, how much faster could I go in that thing? And then, so you just, and I yep. think it's a personality thing, but you start to see all these little areas of improvement. And, you know, then I think, well, geez, if I've got a year to prep for this stuff, what? what could happen so yeah. realistically yeah i feel like i've got some bug you know you got some yeah you've been bit by the bug nice yeah cool so you mentioned you and your friend how was your friend's experience uh, were you guys like comparing notes every week or something or we were just texting each other yeah. every once yeah. in a while it wasn't it, it was it was great we like we were college buddies so there wasn't like a fierce competition but uh at least from my perspective he's always been the you know more uh, physically fit, uh, gifted specimen. So yeah. the fact that like I could even be in the same realm uh, of stuff that he was doing was super encouraging. Cool. And uh, then um, we finished. I think maybe I told you this before, but we just finished like a couple minutes apart. It was great. Yeah. Like, literally, like in order, like he finished and then I finished at the end. Uh, so that was that. That was super fun. Nice, nice. But yeah, he, uh, he he gave me the tips for the scratch, uh, long you know, um, calorie thing. And then, 
I don't think I passed along any interesting information this way. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess once you find somebody who's more experienced, it's just easier to get information from them. Yeah, and just totally. learn from their experience. Yeah, so that makes sense. Well, Ooh, I think so, the thing I yeah. appreciated about this conversation, or at least opportunity to chat, is like, you know, you don't need an expert to help you. You just yeah. need a person who's one or two steps ahead of you. Yeah, and that's like true. that that feels like a super valuable learning. Like you don't need a crazy coach or whatever to go tell you all like the most important things. You just need to know someone who's done it before. Like yeah, said. yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, nobody's here to win the Olympics, right? I mean, we're just here to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not even close. <laughs> I mean, we're just here to you know do something that makes us feel good, and yeah, just a few tips that help us improve our own performance is what kind of keeps us going. So. Uh, I guess my next question is, you know, the podcast is called Triathlete, which is basically to motivate people to keep trying. And so how did you keep going, you know, through it all? And were there times when you're like, man, what did I sign up for? I had one beer too many. Screw the shit. Yeah, yeah. well, luckily, one of those things is I don't drink anymore. So that oh, option's yeah. out. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is one thing. Like, there's a bunch of context behind this, but I just wanted to commit to something and basically mm-hmm. prove that whatever I commit to, I'm going to deliver on. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just, I said, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So with that said, there wasn't too many moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to give up or like, I just needed to prove a point to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you know and a few other people but yeah. uh so that that for me was helpful and just like a good learning that like if you just stick to something and you be consistent and you take little steps and you just for me again visually see progress like i you know i swam 50 more yards today like that is enough and the consistency will get you there and that was like a powerful learning. It was like, yeah. as long as I do these things every day or every other day, like it's going to pay off. And mm-hmm. so that was, that was super helpful. Got it. Got it. Cool. So you said you might end up signing up for something next year and you're still actively working. I mean, you're staying fit yeah. even now. It's not a, you know, enjoying the party or the downtime right now. <laughs> no, still uh, uh, managing to swim three times a week. Running, yeah. running and biking in some shape every other day. I have nice. it's easy. I have a treadmill at home. I have a oh, that's good. I have a Peloton bike at home. I can't yeah. complain. It's so easy. So it's like it's so easy. I can't say no or find an excuse. Yeah, the things I have done are like cut out the big long bike rides because well, it's not super nice outside and yeah, really need to. But yeah. So does the intensity of the training impact like family and social life a bit? Well, yeah. I mean the so this is a good distinction between my journey which is like you know uh i'm married and we just have pets so mm-hmm. in terms of free time i have a decent amount of it so i'm not yeah. interrupting too many things uh my buddy married two kids you know job like i mean i also have a job but flexible enough where it doesn't matter so he's definitely impacted more than more than I and his, you know, he clearly had to work out some agreement with his wife on like what, you know, worked well and, you know, carving out time. But for me, it was much simpler. It's like, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Well, yeah, same here. Me and my wife, no kids yet, no pets either. So 
we've, we managed to get the time we need to, uh, to do what we want. Uh, but it's still, we do, I still do find that sometimes, you know, like when I was training for the marathon, I used to be like so tired after my long runs that I'd lose, lose the weekend day. And then I'd lose the night before because yeah. I want to be rested for the yeah. training the next day. And so kind of ate into personal time quite a bit. Um, but anyway, so cool. So, I mean, what advice do you have for folks who aspire to be in the steps? I mean, you're two steps ahead of many people out there. So what's your advice I, to people trying? Oh, just, just do it. Just try it. Like yeah. there's, yeah, just push yourself. Like just do it. Yeah. I, I, I've always had this question and you probably have it as well. It's like, what am I capable of? And I find it exciting to challenge myself and try and do something and it's like if you have that idea just just do it and because number one you're never going to know until you do it anyways so why why mess around just commit to it and then like along the way there's always going to be these little things that you fear like i don't know if it's the same for you but it was like man that that first open water swim was like Okay, am I going to be able to do this? Can I even get into the wet? Like, can I even wear those? <laughs> get the wetsuit on and not look yeah. like an idiot, you know? Uh, and just doing those things and sort of popping the bubble on the fear, that made it so much easier because it's like you build it up way worse than it actually is. And it's like once I took that step or once you keep kind of taking those steps, it just becomes easier and easier and easier. Yeah, yeah. Great words, Ben. So I think I love the way you phrase it, which is about you always had the question of what am I really capable of? And I think that's that's a great way to phrase what I'm kind of pursuing as well. And many people out there, I'm sure, are too. So I think that's a great note on which we can probably end the conversation and leave people to think something about. Um, so cool. Well, thanks a ton, Steve. I think uh, thanks for the time. It's been great chatting with you and hope to see you on the circuit uh, sometime. Uh, cross yeah. paths and maybe yeah. do an event together. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, that'd be uh, that'd be a lot of fun, and uh, you know we can cross paths at Idlewood Park too. You never know. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Take care. Uh, Have a good weekend. Thanks, yeah. Ron. Bye.